Hello and welcome to 251. Two pianists, five minutes, one subject. My name's Simon Whiteside. And my name's Nick Tomlin. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the uh, jazz biography um, of Stan Levy called A Jazz Heavyweight. Um, I haven't actually read the whole book. I've, I've read excerpts from it. Simon, I know you've read the whole book. Um, I was quite surprised it was published in 2016. Somehow I thought it was... Um, it had been around for longer than that, but um, yeah, it was published in 2016, um, and it kind of alternates between there's this kind of straight narrative by by the the author of it, um, but then it's kind of interspersed with Stan's own words, which were taken from audio recordings and interviews, and sometimes conversations with family members. Um, but Simon, as you've actually read the book, maybe maybe you should take over at this point. I have to say, I really enjoyed it, I, and and he came up in um, he came up during our look at Sonny Clark, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. And he, he played on the, at least one of his albums on the West Coast. And, of course, I'm a, a big uh, fan of the West Coast jazz scene and understanding more and more about it. So I was quite interested to read this book. The I, I've got, I wrote a few notes down. I think I've told you before we started recording that they're very minimal. But the outline of this book is basically his life, which was boxer drummer, studio musician, photographer, in that order. And he, so he started out, he was quite, the reason it's called Jazz Heavyweight is that he was a boxer mm. and a successful, a, 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 you know, a, um, a paid mm. boxer. He was a professional. Because was his father a boxer or he sort of trained him, didn't he, initially? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's one of those things, I think, it, you know, the hard knocks, school of hard knocks, mm. it was, it, it, that's what you did um, in, in those days. It was, uh, and, and, the jazz thing, he you know, he got into playing the drums, and he he was one of those people who was very lucky early on um, to play with some really big names. He he accidentally got to play with Benny Goodman because someone became ill, and they were in his hometown, and so he phoned up his mum and said, "Come down to the so and so. I'm playing with with Benny Goodman." She went, "Yeah, right." And he said, no, I am. So she went down, and, she, and he was. <laughs> and he wasn't particularly good at that time, he said. But mm. um, he, he kind of bluffed it, got away with it. And mm. because of that, it sort of started him off. And he then went on to play with some really significant people um, and uh, probably can be thought of as one of the absolute inceptors of bebop party. Mm. Yeah. Um, would you like to briefly talk about his time with Charlie Parker? Yeah, so um, I think it was, I mean, he was quite young, wasn't he? He was, uh, I think he was like late teens, wasn't he, when he when he played, well, he played with Dizzy Gillespie in 42, um, I think in his late teens, and then moved to New York and and worked with Oscar Pettiford and, and Charlie Parker. And um, and and actually, I mean, he, he really knew, uh, he sort of hung out with Charlie Parker, didn't he? They, he really knew him very well. And there's some amazing anecdotes in the book um, about his time with Charlie Parker. Yeah, he, he was very sanguine about it. It was like, well, unfortunately, that band didn't get recorded. And at one time when it could have been recorded, he was doing something else. I can't remember exactly what it was, um, whether it was uh, army service or something like that. But um, that part I've forgotten already. But then he moved on from jazz to become... Uh, he decided... He, he often made these very solid changes in his career and he, he just thought right now I've got a family I need to make more money I need to be at home more so he just went into the Hollywood studio musician thing and would play timpani and on film scores mm. and and tune percussion he just literally made that decision mm. did the work got the gigs 
And one day, someone brought a synthesizer into, into a, a session, and probably 60-something, 67, 68, somewhere around there. And um, he heard that, and he just thought, right, that's, that's it for me. If that's what's going, coming along, I'm not interested. <laughs> he gave that up and became a photographer. Mm. And um, do you remember that photograph of Sonny Clark playing an enormous piano on the floor? Yes, yeah. That is taken by Stan uh, Levy. Okay, I didn't know that. And he did a lot of album covers from there on. So, uh, Jazz Heavyweight, uh, check it out, read it. It's a really interesting book, very easy to read as well, very short. I'm Simon Whiteside, goodbye. And my name's Nick Tomlin, goodbye.